Hello and welcome. Today is Tuesday, June 16th, and Melissa thinks she's running the show today. Because <laughs> I am. Is that what's going on? Do you, yes. want, do you want to be the host this she's time? She's directing. Sure. This is episode umpting something or other. So of... Episode 10, I believe. Oh, fine. Oh, come now... on, no, I think we did 10 last week. No, or not. last month. That was 9. Episode 9 was last week. I think you lie. Month. I think I am counting correctly. Um, this episode, I will give a disclaimer right now. If you have no interest in listening to people talk about video games, turn it off and find something else to do. Run away! This is going to be our E3 wrap-up show. So we're going to have a lot of stuff. We're going to try to make it a fun format. Uh, we've got 28 topics and a timer here set for 28 minutes. And so <laughs> once I set the timer, we are going to go one per minute and you'll be able to keep track. If it beeps before we're done, we failed. We failed you all. So, yes, 28 minutes. What, what's I, just, I need to see this timer. It's going to make me insane. So then Melissa can't see it. <clears throat> Why do well, I need to see it? She's directing with her hands right now, so she... She is air traffic she's control good. She doesn't there. need to see the timer. All right, so uh, basically, like I said, video games, lots of video games. We'll try to make it fun and interesting, but I can't make any promises. So, uh, we are going to start it off with what you've been consuming. Uh, Besides Skittles? And sushi. This is true. Gosh, sushi is so good. If you don't like sushi, then I hate you, and you can turn this off right now. How much sushi did you have last night? Ooh. Five people, Five 14 people. plates. Yeah, 14 plates, which is, each plate is a full roll of sushi, so I had a good three or four rolls by myself, which is a lot. So. That's probably more than I would ever want to eat. I did not pull my weight, I'll be honest. <laughs> did you, did pretty, like your... you did a lot better than I expected, though. I, I, I held my own. I was hungry. That deep fried one was good. Yeah. The yeah. crab cucumber mess. Yes. Yes. All right. So for me, <clears throat> my first thing that I'll broach is Mirror's Edge. I, I played it and beat it last week. I think it's a fantastic game. It is easily, I think, stylistically, artistically, the best looking game built on the Unreal 3 engine. Um, for people that don't know, that games like Gears of War and any other drab, dark nasty looking game you've ever played so mirror's edge is a breath of fresh air and a tip for anybody who wants to watch anyone else play the game don't because you'll get seasick in like 30 seconds if you're not controlling the character on the screen and if it's you're ridiculous. like Melissa, <clears throat> you'll just be afraid the whole time because they're chasing you so you're basically a cute little asian girl with no guns and no real like health running away from guys with guns and helicopters and laser sights vests yeah like it gets a little a little hairy at times, but basically, for people who don't know, it's a game where you're running around on rooftops doing parkour from first person. It's pretty awesome. But I would definitely recommend it. You can get it for like 20 bucks new, I think, maybe even lower if you go used. So, you know, pick that up if you want a PS3, a computer, or an Xbox 360. Melissa, you're reading a book. Go. I am reading a book because Luke conned me into checking it out of the library. He says to me, hey, I want to go to the library. And I'm thinking, oh, cool, Luke's going to check out a book. And he says, here, it's for you. <laughs> That's how it went. So Luke has not read a book? <laughs> not for a long time, no. <laughs> So I'm reading The Wreck of the Medusa, just like parallel stories of giant shipwreck and the political aftermath. A lot of political aftermath. When is this? And the dude who painted the big giant raft of the Medusa painting in the Louvre. It's all French and stuff. What what era time frame? Um, post French Revolution, okay. eighteen nineteen or thereabouts. Any good guillotinings? In, Can I give my synopsis even though I haven't read it? Sure, I've finished it, so don't ruin the end. How far are you? Are you close? I got a couple chapters to go. So. 
you can hit me when I get too close to something that you don't know about. So, ow, wrong person. Um, so basically, they're trying to find people to man boats, and they end up with this boat that had... How about you just let me go, and then you can correct anything that's wrong at the end. I was going to say, because you've already started so, off on the So there's boat. a guy that's like <laughs> captaining the boat, or somehow like in charge of the boat, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and he's kind of a prideful idiot. And so he ends up taking him too close to shore, and they run aground on a sandbar, and they don't know what to do. They want to throw off all of the like cannons and heavy stuff to try to lighten the load and see if it'll break free, but he says that you know we can't do that to you know the you know they're the king's guns. The king's guns. We can't throw them overboard, and so the thing starts to fall apart. And so they build they, they, a they, giant raft, and they drop all the the, the lifeboats basically, right? Yeah, they're, they're smaller boats around them, I guess. Yeah, I don't really understand how this works because <clears throat> it's a frigate, and I think I don't have an understanding of what a frigate really is because on this frigate. There is a pinnace, two barges, a longboat, and enough <laughs> lumber to make a raft without absolutely destroying the ship. I was under the impression that the waves breaking the ship was what they built the raft out of, but is that not true? No, because they started building the raft before the ship was like critical. They had enough time to build Could they a have raft. been taking it apart to make the raft? Well, yeah, but still, I mean... Okay. So, so anyway, wait, wait, it gets better. four giant boats... Three or three or four like large boats capable of carrying tens of people on them safely, and a, I mean a boat big enough to hold all of these as their lifeboats, and then they built a raft out of the lumber of the ship. And so they start towing this raft with 160 people or some crazy number on it, maybe even more. And at some point, something goes wrong, and the people in the boats cut the lines and are like, "Screw you." We're taken off. And by something goes wrong, he means they got tired. Medusa shows up. No, they the, got, oh. the frigate was called Medusa. Oh, well, was that's the name of boring. the boat. <clears throat> I was so, hoping someone would get turned to stone. This story sucks. So anyway, no, it gets awesome. So the raft is left to do its thing, and at some point, people realize that there's not enough food, food. or water Yay. or supplies or anything. So they start like killing each other, like like mass, like basically like a riot. On you the, need to read the book on a thing. And, like, throughout the night, I mean, people are dying, they're waking up, there's less people, like, it's a bit, you know, people with, like, swords cutting each other, people are just falling into the ocean. Um, yeah, you need to read Sharks show up, I imagine, with all that do blood and water. They do, they do indeed. Sharks show but up. eventually Sweet. it gets to the point where people start eating each other. Yes! <laughs> this yeah, book is awesome. This is, like, four chapters into the book. The whole book is really not about this cannibalism. Okay, but still. And then... I guess there's only like what, like thirteen people or something on the boat on the raft or something when they get found. Am I running anything? No, I mean that's just everybody. That's still, everybody who knows about the raft of the Medusa knows that when they were rescued, there were only thirteen people on board. And so then, I guess this guy who's writing it was piecing together all the accounts of people that. Wait, this is a true story. Yeah, yeah this actually happened. Sweet. You should give it to him after you check it in. <laughs> you think Kelly would like it? Well, Kelly might like it, but I'm turning the book in because the library charges. That's late what I mean. After now. you turn it I in, I know what the heck. Well, I it's kind of awesome money. for them. Yeah. yeah. All right, Kelly, what have you been playing? I saw you playing Infamous the other day. I have been playing Infamous. I saw you also playing Prototype at work. Oh, then I didn't actually. See They're that. both good games. I kind of prefer Infamous. It's a better looking game, and the story's a lot deeper. However, Prototype, if you like just a really gory, really crazy action game, and you just kind of want to <clears throat> destroy the people of New York City, then it's a great game. I like that. One last thing all of us have been consuming in some portion is a TV show called Whale Wars Ugh. on Animal Planet. 
And it's amazing. You should all watch it. I believe it's two out of three podcasters in this room disagree. Self-righteous yuppie pirates. So, Melissa, (laughs) can you explain what the show is for people who may want to watch because they should? It's about self-righteous yuppie pirates. Doing what? Um, okay, so there are like these people and they love whales. And I mean, I like whales too, you know, because they're awesome and giant and they could kill me with their fins. Um, but these people apparently believe that whales are literally one of the people on the show believes that whales are more important to the ecosystem of the earth than humans, which <laughs> may or may not be true, but isn't really the point because they get on this boat in Australia and they sail off to Antarctica with the sole purpose of stopping Japanese whaling. Now, the Japanese claim that they're not whaling for commercial reasons, they're whaling for scientific research, which is allowed under the UN Charter on Protection of Whales or something. I don't know. The pirates, because they are pirates, they even have a pirate flag, Um, they believe that they are, the Japanese, are illegally commercially whaling and are killing off beautiful and gentle creatures who don't deserve such torment. And so they go after the Japanese boats, trying to disrupt their activities and or sink them. On the, they are actual pirates. On the last episode, they, they were discussing their clever technique. They've got gallons and gall- gallons of like butyric acid in glass bottles that they throw on board the Japanese ships because it is such a disgusting smell that everybody throws up and it taints the meat. Yeah. Um, but it looks like they ram one of the boats. Like, I mean, they are in Antarctica, and their boat is not even ice-rated, and the idea of them running into this massive processing plant, like, just seems very, very poor judgment. All these people are highly irritating. So you should watch it. It's really fun. You can just sit there and kind of, you know, Mystery Science Theater, like, yell at them and make fun of them. Pirates! That's good. Kelly, approve? Watch it? I guess. I mean, it, I, I agree with... They're the idea that I don't I don't I don't agree that the Japanese are just doing it for science. There's no reason to kill, you know, two hundred. Your full quarter, <clears throat> quota of yeah, whales. Yeah, full quarter. Yeah. yeah, some thousand whales a year just because you're doing research on them. That's bullcrap. But I still think the yuppie pirates are a bunch of idiots. So it's good I fun. Know. I seriously think you guys should give it at least a shot. It's on Animal Planet and Animal Planet HD. Anything else? And they should pay us for that endorsement. I'm just saying. Animal Planet or the Pirates? <clears throat> oh, I don't care. Huh? I'll take I've been, pirate money. I've been watching a lot of the show Dexter. Cartoon time? Ew, no. no. No, it's about a... Not Dexter's lab? Fr- it's about your friendly neighborhood serial killer. I don't um, like serial killers. Yeah, but this guy's neat. I really like it. I'm not going to say anymore. The protagonist just... is a serial killer. Yeah, the main character Mike of the show. Mike would not like this show. No. Do you... Okay, Kelly, quick question philosophical, moral, whatever you want to call it. Do you like it when they make the bad guys into good people? Or, or, or like likable characters? Every story I've come up with in my head, because I'm... I don't know if the audience knows this, but I'm writing stuff. You should write. I, you should buy his book. Yeah, when it comes out in uh, 2080. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, every story I've ever come up with has the main character with some serious, serious moral problems. Alright, I was just curious. I know some people don't like that like ambiguity, I guess, between the good I, and bad. I love it. Because I, I, I think, you know, the cold cut, uh, moral, black and white is, is kind of bullcrap. Okay. But whatever. That's the second time I've said bullcrap tonight, so let's move on. Let's move on! Okay, so that's all the intro stuff. We are going to bust into a block of text here. 
Uh, basically, summer is it? Melissa is shaking her head. I don't think she thinks this is going to end well. I have my doubts about the 28-minute plan. You know, it still says 28 minutes. I haven't hit the button yet. Why? Because the whole started. podcast isn't 28 minutes. It's just the E3 section is 28 minutes. This is why people should just skip this whole thing and not listen oh, to it. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so this is the plan. This is what I'm saying. I'm going to give you a brief update. E3 is the Electronic Entertainment Expo, and it happens once a year, and it's like the big trade show for video games. It's not really comparable to anything I can think of right now for any other industry. Um, Except any other trade show. The porn trade show? How about that? That actually happens usually the same week. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I wanted to do was basically take the 28 most important things that were shown and talk about them for one minute or less. 28 things as rated by Luke. None of us were consulted on this list. That is a true statement. But there I, however, will agree with a lot of it. There's a lot of things on here you should, you know, comment on. So, as we begin... Anything that stands out, you know, Melissa should say, that looks awesome, or that's a bad idea, or, you know, whatever you feel like interjecting. And Kelly, you can say anything you want as long as it's under, you know, 60 seconds, I guess. All right, let's go. So, uh, I'm going to start wait, wait, it wait, off wait. in Are no you... particular order. We're going to push the button here? Yes. And go. Go. 28 right. minutes. All right. Tony Hawk has a new skateboarding game called Ride. It includes a plastic... Boring, next. It includes a plastic skateboard that you stand on in your living room. How do you feel about this, Kelly? I think it's horrible. It's another giant peripheral that's going to be stuck in my video game store that I work at. Uh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be annoying. It's going to take up space, and I think it looks dumb. Could Melissa. we just use the Wii Fit board? Exactly. Thank you. More importantly, uh, this was shown at the very beginning, not the very, very beginning, but basically the very beginning of Microsoft's press conference. Like, Tony Hawk shows up, white skateboard, stands on it. He's doing all this cool stuff. And then at the end of the conference, which we'll talk about in a second, Microsoft unveiled their motion tracking thing that basically had a clip in it that said, you don't even need to stand on a skateboard. And it totally just gave him the big middle finger, and I would have paid 20 bucks to be standing next to Tony Hawk when they unveiled that, because I bet he was pissed off. All right, number two, Alan Wake. It's a game for the Xbox 360 about a guy who does crazy things. I didn't hit the start button. Why is he this? Crazy yeah, I did. That was 27. Okay, go. Or exactly uh, Alan Wake. It's a survival horror game. It looks amazing. It's, you're basically fighting the dark. Uh, you play as Alan Wake, who's in Washington State. Yeah, it takes for, place in our area. Yeah, uh, just up north a little bit here, like maybe the Bellingham area, I I've think. I've heard it could be like the Olympic Peninsula. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyways, uh, he's, a, he's an author, and he goes up there, and his wife disappears, and he's battling these shadow monsters, and you basically have to hit them with your flashlight until they're vulnerable, and then blast them in the face and it looks really fun. I, lo it, I love survival horror games, so I'm really excited about so it. So for people out there who may understand this reference, it kind of has a Twin Peaks feel to it. Yeah. Um, I, I think these monsters are kind of like vampires. They can't be out in any kind of light. And so I think in the daytime, you'll probably be doing like investigations and stuff because your wife has gone missing. So you're going to be talking to townspeople and trying to de you know, un yeah. unravel this. But then at night, you're going to be... And Alan Wake is an insomniac, so he's not going to be sleeping at any point yes. during the Yes, so it should be a good game. I believe it comes out next spring. Oh, next! Next! The most amazing game ever to grace the face of the earth is called Scribble Knots. Oh! For the Nintendo DS, and you should all buy it and buy a DS for it. Go. Oh my gosh, this game looks amazing. All you, you Basically, you have a character on the screen, and if you want something else to show up on the screen, like you decide, oh, I want him to have a tricycle, you write tricycle... And a, on, and, and, and a tricycle shows up. If you want uh, the Dark Lord Cthulhu to show up on the screen, you type in Cthulhu, and lo and behold, he shows up and starts eating things. It is amazing. So this game has over 10,000 nouns in it. It's not anything that's licensed. You can't have Mickey Mouse. And it's not anything inappropriate. You can't summon a dildo. But 
Basically, the goal of the game is to get these little star pieces that are somehow like withheld from you. And so an example would be if you had a house that had a star piece on it and you wanted to get it, you could either write football and throw a football, knock it off, pick it up. You could put on jetpack, strap on a jetpack, fly up, grab it. Uh, if you wanted you to could, summon a dinosaur or yeah. even get a time machine and go back and bring a dinosaur back in the time machine, you can do that. You could knock burn the house down. Yeah, you can you burn can the house, house down. On fire. You can ask God to pick it up for you. Um, you can. You can do whatever. Anything you want. It's a totally open-ended game. Oh my gosh, these moves go fast. What if you can't spell? There's a, a predictive text thing. Like it'll give you like, did you mean to say blah blah blah? And it gives you a big list if you got it close. Like the guys wrote trampoline and totally screwed it up, and it said a bunch of words that were close to trampoline. Okay. It's a good game. Comes out this fall. You should all buy it. Uh, <clears> next, <throat> uh, New Castlevania game, but it's 3D and made by Hideo Kojima. Go. And not interested. Why not? Because you like 2D. Because all 3D Castlevania sucks. What about That's because it's made by goal. Kojima, man? This guy makes yeah, pure gosh, gold. I hate him. You do not. It's because he's, so am- he's so amazing. It's because he's so amazing. All right, we should move on though, because I don't. I don't, I don't know anything. Jason about Isaacs. Patrick Stewart. Stewart does do the voiceover at some point. What? Yes. He's okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> 2010. It'll be yours. All right. Uh, next. Speaking of Kojima, there were two Metal Gear Solid games announced. One called Rising, which focuses on Raiden, Raiden, whatever. Raiden. Raiden. That's a multi-platform game. Uh, and then. MGS Peace Walker for the PSP, which is a continuation of basically number three, I think. Set back in the 60s? Like the seven, it looks like it's in the 70s this time. There and you go. Which one are you most excited for, Kelly? Um, Do you want a continuation or another I'd, I'd like to story? see Raiden, actually. Really? The, I'm not interested in the PSP game. I'd okay. rather see Raiden do his stuff because the guy's pimp. What about you, Melissa? I have no idea. Cool. All right. Next. Halo ODST is a game that's coming out this fall. Last year when Microsoft announced it, it sounded like an expansion pack for Halo 3. Then at E3 last month, last week, early this week, whatever, uh, they announced that it's either going to be a $60 item, or if you buy the collector's edition, a $100 item. So suddenly it went from an expansion to a full price retail game. What are your thoughts? It sounds like some sort of infection. (laughs) <laughs> like, like a sexually transmitted disease? A little bit, like, yeah. I got some ODST. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. Kelly, I got a cream for that. You like Halo. I liked, you the origin- I, liked, I liked the original Halo. I thought the number two and three were kind of horrible. Um, I'm not terribly interested in it anymore. Um, so $60 so. is not something new. No, not even close. Okay, what about this? Halo Reach. Angelic toothbrushes, anyone? Melissa thinks this reminds her of the Reach toothbrush campaign. Ooh. It does. I want guys with flip-top heads. <laughs> like the old commercials used to be. So, this is the next proper Halo game. For some reason, they're not calling it Halo 4. I think that's a dumb idea. Because um, everyone else will. Everybody else is going to call it Halo 4. It cover- I-, I figured out what the Reach is. Um, if you're a nerd and you read any of the Halo novels, you know that the fall of Reach was a book where the Covenant glassed an entire planet full of Spartans. Glassed? So, yeah, uh, you know... Turn sh- them into glass? Like, it. Shoot it from space, make it glass. Oh, like, I see, all right. I'm yeah, gonna superheat the land and it turns to glass. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So it's basically the Covenant's first strike against the Federation, or whatever you want to call the people. Are you interested in this one? Would you like to play with a bunch of them? I, I want to see it first. Um, want to see it? Uh, other than that, no. What if it was squad-based? Ooh, I hate you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. This one's for Melissa. Uh, this was the first public... Demonstration of the Beatles rock band. How do you feel about there being a Beatles video game? Go. I have no problems with it whatsoever. Are you excited for it? N- not particularly, but you I are suck kind at of rock a, band. But you're a Beatles fan. But I suck at rock band. So you have no interest in trying to learn? 
Well, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it doesn't appeal to me as much as it would if I had any skill at Rock Band and might actually be able to be successful at playing Beatles music. There's a rumor that this is aimed at the, you know, baby boomer, your dad crowd, people that loved the Beatles when they were children. Who also, incidentally, can get into some of these Rock Bandy type games because it's a little less intimidating than <coughs> Halo or... Metal, metal Gear Solid. What are the odds that your dad's going to pay $250 for this? Oh, and no all the way in heck. But <laughs> if you and my dad wanted to hang out, you could play Rock Band Beatles and my... have some guy bonding time. I say, hey, Mr. Williams, I'd like to marry your daughter. And he says, no. And then I say, hey, want to come over and play Beatles Rock Band? And he says, yes. And then I say, only if you let me marry your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it goes? Is that what you're implying? Is that, Three, is that your suggestion? I take the fifth. <laughs> All right, cool. Next, Splinter Cell Conviction. I love Splinter Cell, at least the first one. The last one was awful. What do you think, Kelly? I think the characters look blocky and stupid. In this one? Yeah. Really? I'm not lying. Okay, well, are you interested again? You love A little the first bit. One. I, I, I like the style of the game, but again, I thought the, some of the design was kind of boring. and I'm not interested in mm. Sam Fisher becoming an action hero. I liked him as a stealth thing and it looks like they're turning this game into a brawler rather than a stealth game. So. I would like to also emphasize that point. The first game, the very first game was like a stealth <clears throat> sim. Like you could not yeah. be seen. If you got shot more than three times you were dead. Like it was bad news. This one looks like an action game almost from the footage I've seen. Yeah. Like he's like fist fighting dudes and doing crazy things in the open in daylight in not an awesome outfit. So, <laughs> anyway, it's, it's basically a revenge story for anybody who cares. All right, next. Wait, we'll skip that. Next. Uh, remind me to come back to that one. Number 10. Just remember 10. Um, we're doing good. We're doing very good. So, at the Microsoft press conference, the Infinity Ward group brought out Modern Warfare 2, which is the next Call of Duty game, except for some reason they're not calling it a Call of Duty game. Um, do you think that's a bad idea? How many people show up in your store and say, I want the next Call of Duty? All of them. Because they, do they... I mean, once once it's, I mean, once it catches on, I think it won't matter anymore. If all of the ads and commercials and everything just say Modern Warfare, do you think people will know? They'll figure it out eventually. Like word of mouth kind of yeah, thing? I mean, five years from now, when Modern Warfare 5 comes out, you know, they're still going to be saying Call of Duty. How much is that going <laughs> to suck if they've got two franchises that they whore out of Well, that's year? the thing. They're going to, because <laughs> they have two different development teams, and one of them is going to keep doing Call of Duty crap. Um, because they're no good at making games, and then the other one, which is good at making games, is going to keep making Modern Warfare games, and yeah. If they decide to go outside of that route and do like a future warfare, would they make that a Call of Duty? I don't know. I hope it has lasers, though. Sci-fi? Sci-fi Call of Duty? That'd be pretty cool. I want freaking lasers. Freaking lasers? Uh, my big thing about the E3 presence was that the demo they showed was boring. Uh, so boring, in fact, that at one point it cut to black and said, in the interest of time, and then skipped forward. Yeah, they had. They watched. A, we watched a guy climbing, climbing a rock, oh, like an ice wall, an ice wall for like five minutes. It's like, okay, that's exciting. You, you buy you buy Call of Duty games to ice climb, right? Well, yeah. That's why I buy them, of course. You know, it's and exciting. also to knit and, and knit, do some underwater basket weaving. I like to do my yoga when I'm playing my uh, my Modern Warfare. That's true. <laughs> Unless it's giving me that like. Do you remember the RCA dog? He would do that back in the day. I think we just lost all that time we gained. Ah, okay. Next, Mass Effect 2. Oh! Kelly, will you buy this game? Yes. Will you buy it on day one? Yes. Are you okay that it's a much more dark and gritty game than the first? This is yes. Kelly we're talking about. Come I on. I love Mass Effect. The Ma Mass Effect is the reason I own my Xbox, so yes, I'm excited. Are you hoping that all of your choices carry over? 
Yeah, I've, and as far as the press conferences have revealed, they will. How do you feel about it carrying over to the third game? That would be cool. You're alright with like this one continuous thing? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, sounds good. You're not going to get I... tired of playing the same character? No, I love the franchise. What if, you, what if you teched yourself up incorrectly and you suffer for three games? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was pretty satisfied with the end of the first game. I was really happy where my character was. So okay. I don't think so, but we'll see. Alright, cool. Do you think they'll be the like soft, squishy, happy alien guys? The the floaty guys with the tentacles? Or the big guys, the Elcor? The, yeah, those the, ones. That like, speak their thoughts instead yes. of just their words? Do you think those will be back? Do I we... sure hope so. I want them to have like combat suits this time around. I don't think amazing. they were fighters, but that'd be cool, I guess. If we went to their home planet where they... I think Shepard should be able to ride them. <laughs> like battle mounts. I think they'd take offense to that. <laughs> I think they would too. Okay, next! Uh, Nintendo's press conference sucked so bad I almost wanted to cry. But at the very end, they announced Metroid Other M. The next Metroid game, it's made by Team Ninja. Team Ninja only makes games with boob physics. Go! Yeah, this game looks pretty cool, actually. <laughs> it looks half brawler, half shooter, and it, I mean, the way, the designs, the style looks really cool. It's a third-person game rather than a first-person like it has been the last few iterations, and it looks neat. Everybody was excited. They were more excited than the, during the rest of the press conference, so... I think it may be their big ticket item for the year. Are you going to be upset if they over-sexualize Samus? No way, man. What about you, Melissa? At the end of the first game, <laughs> like, when everybody found out that Samus a was woman? a woman, then that was, like, libidos skyrocketed. They're like, dude, you? I can't believe that I wasn't attracted to her the whole game, and now I'm going to play it again and be a hot for her the whole time. So everybody's if, been if waiting for this. she has bouncing boobs, low-cut shirts, and all the normal stuff that goes into a team. Well, she's had game. that since, like... The Smash Bouncing Brothers. boobs. I doubt she's had that. Smash Brothers, maybe. Maybe. What do you think, Melissa? You don't like that kind of stuff. Well, I, mainly, I, I find she's it a strong improbable. female character. Plus, isn't she in like a giant metal suit? Yes, most of the time. For parts of it. Right? We, we saw a video where she wasn't in the suit, so... Okay, I mean, if her boobs bounce when she's not in the suit, I suppose I could get over it. <laughs> There's like some kind of like articulated like metal in case... <laughs> Her I boobs. draw the line and bounce what, it what if armor. They, what if they make the argument that that kind of armor is more comfortable? That argument is full of crap. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, the people who made Crisis announced Crisis 2 was coming to the consoles. Does anybody care? Mm, maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. What do you think? I don't have any... I... What? <laughs> All right. All right, so nobody cares. Um, Kelly, have you played Dead... Left for Dead yet. No. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm a loser. You are a loser. Well, you can just, you know, take that shrink wrap copy back and wait for Left for Dead 2. I didn't shrink wrap it. Well, then you should. I, I think just... I stole my copy, actually. Oh, that would explain it. <laughs> and I'm revealing this on the podcast. Yes. This is a wise choice. Um, how I didn't say feel... where I stole it, so it doesn't matter. So Left for Dead has the number four in it. How do you feel about them calling it Left for Dead 2? You think that's um, just silly? Well, I thought Left 4 Dead was like the fourth one in some series at first. So I was, <laughs> Me too. I was really confused. Um, so should they call it like Left 6 Dead? I... It, it sounds like you left well, 4 people I, th dead. I, th I think, yeah, Left 4 Dead is, is in reference to the fact that there are four characters who have survived and they've been left 4 Dead. And once you make it Left 5 they've been, Dead, then they've been, it sounds sad. Yeah, they've been, <laughs> they've been left 4 Dead, literally. They're, they're, so they're fighting for their lives, trying to get out and... Would you have rather seen them make this an expansion pack for the current game? I think that might have been smarter, because I don't think it's going to have a whole heck of a lot more 
to it. The graphics look a little bit better, I'm told, but I I don't know. I'm right. just envisioning cover art with like an additional mangled hand. Yes. But the Left 4 Dead number one had the thumb bitten off of this nasty hand. And so now we're trying to figure out how to make that with like another two. Well, they, they already showed that, actually. They had the thumb and then the two Funny thing, a lot fingers. of people are so upset about this game that they've started a boycott group, and the new cover art for that is that gesture right there with the index finger missing. <laughs> okay, right. so next, uh, Forza Motorsport 3 was unveiled. It has over 400 cars, all with interiors. It's got a more sim aspect, and cars can roll over. How do you feel about this, Kelly? Forza? Yes. I don't care. Melissa? I don't care. Sweet. I'm the only one that does. I want this game. All right, next. Uh, we'll skip that. Okay, no, we'll jump to that. The Xbox 360 now has support for Facebook, for Twitter, and Last FM. Does anybody care? What is Last does FM? Does it have a web browser? No. So you can only get to Facebook and Twitter. Yes. See, because I've been what? able to check Facebook for my PS3 for about oh two and a half years now. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I kind of don't care. <clears throat> What if about, they finally put Internet Explorer on the Xbox, I mean, that would make some sense. But just having like a dedicated Facebook link just kludges up an already pretty kludgy interface. Like yes. So they also announced that they'll have full released downloadable games in the future. I mean, their current catalog that opens this fall only has 30, and they're all old, like original Dead Rising and you know games from launch, you know Call of Duty 2 and stuff. Do you think people are going to want to buy games digitally fully on their hard drives? Only no. if they have the You can't sell them back and you can't share them with your friends. And if your hard drive fails or yeah. something crazy happens, you lose your game. Okay. I mean, yeah, you can still get your recover your gamer tag and all, but they, they have, what is it, a five download limit? I'm not sure how Microsoft does it. Something like that. And I don't know. I don't like the idea of digital... Distribution. Distribution, unless they had, like, this this guarantee that that, you know, you personally, your credit card or you as a person were guaranteed those items for life no matter what. Um, I think it's kind of crap. Next. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's very much the iTunes model where you yeah. only sort of have ownership of your music, yeah. and it's a very kind of suspicious gray area kind of thing and especially if you're paying 60 bucks for a game i i don't want to lose my access to that yeah. because i changed hard drives or something or because my 360 failed for the seventh time yeah you know? <laughs> <Good point. laughs> all right um this december james cameron has a game, uh, movie coming out called avatar it's based on i think some kind of like manga some Sort of comic booky nonsense. I wanted sure. to be about robots, but all right. It yeah. almost is. Apparently, okay, but we don't know anything about this game because all that we got to see during the conference—that's the was ten him. minute mark. Oh my lord! We're doing um, fine. All we got to see during that whole thing was him just talking for like fifteen minutes, and we didn't get to see pictures. We didn't get to see footage. We got nothing. Yeah. So the game, we're not really sure about. The movie basically takes place on another planet that humans are trying to colonize, but the native people don't like us, and so we make some kind of like them-us hybrid that's controlled by this paralyzed soldier, and he falls in love with somebody before we take over their planet. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it sounds pretty lame. All right, uh, next. S new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. It is a four-player Mario game. Does anybody want to play Mario with their friends? I don't need any uh, little big planet clones. I've got my little <laughs> big planet, and I'm good to go. So, What about you, Melissa? I was so bad at Super Mario back when it first came out. I think this will just, like, make me relive all of the embarrassment of my childhood. The horror. 
My favorite part about this game is that you can either help or hinder your other people. So it's yeah. kind of like a little bit of planet, so you can like grab them and throw them off cliffs, or you know, throw them into enemies, or throw enemies at them. Create a shield for the waves of Goombas. Something like that. So yeah, could be fun. I I, I see it being like a cross between normal uh, Mario Brothers and like Smash Brothers. That's what it reminds me of, because like four players jumping around doing crazy stuff. All right, that leads us into uh, Nintendo's conference, which was really weird. They had this woman named Cami Dunaway show up, and she was way too serious. We didn't like. She her. was way bad at playing that Mario game too. First thing she does, runs across the screen, screen straight into a Goomba. Like didn't didn't jump, didn't, didn't try to jump, didn't try to avoid, just it. ran into it. It was pretty funny. At one point, everybody in the crowd was basically asleep. And then when uh, Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo Corporate, came out, they were like, oh god, he's going to save us. This is going to be good. And then he announced a vitality sensor. It's basically a pulse monitor for your finger. How do you feel about this, Melissa? I'm going to go to the hospital and get one of those. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> yes, uh, it basically shows you that you're not dead. I have no idea what this is for other than like retirement homes. Next! Uh, Nintendo's conference. They showed Golden Sun for the DS. Kelly, you were excited by this. Was I? I don't know, maybe not. I kind of played it for the advance. I thought it was okay. Okay, Whatever. nobody cares then. How about Mario Galaxy 2? Nope. How about Mario Galaxy 2 that has Yoshi in it? I like Yoshi. Okay, that's cool. And like you said, Metroid saved the day there. Next, uh, two hours later, Sony had their conference. And they showed Uncharted 2. And it looked so amazing, my eyes started to bleed. It was so good. Oh, it was so, so, so good. So good. Oh, so I remember. Good. It was totally exciting because, uh, what, what was the blonde from the first game? Elena. 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 She's in the second game. I didn't expect that. I didn't know that. It I haven't finished the cool. first game because I'm an idiot, but I'm really <laughs> excited that she's in the second one because I thought we were going to do like a Bond thing and just have a new girl for every game, and I, I wasn't really thrilled with that. It looks amazing. I, really liked, I thought Elena was a great character. So. I have not seen a video game look this good in my life. Ever. <laughs> Next. Yes, you're good. I wanted to say one funny thing. Um, most of the press conferences were hosted by real idiots, you know, people that have you know high up positions within companies that have no personality. But Jack Trenton, Sony's guy, is hilarious. Uh, they'd been having issues with corporate information leaking out in the days and weeks leading up to it, and he he walked out at the beginning of the press conference. He's like, "Hey, we're really glad you showed up. You know, I mean, we're the industry leaders in everything, apparently, including leaks." And like he had this really like comical attitude about them sucking at keeping their information secret. Next. Press, uh, press conference still for Sony. They announced a new PSP. And then they announced the price. And suddenly nobody cared about the PSP because it's $250. But then I've been talking to people. Is it gold plated? Yes. No. And it fires rockets. Yes. Nice. Or no. lasers. <clears throat> and lasers. And laser guided rockets. <laughs> laser guided rockets. Next, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Kelly, excited? What, uh, 14? Yes. The MMO? Yes. No. Why not? I'm not interested in. Uh, massively multiplayer Would, online Wouldn't you games. want to fight slimes with your friends? No, I really don't. I tried... He doesn't want to do anything with his friends. I don't. have any friends. I don't like my friends. <laughs> I like Dexter because he kills people and I think it's awesome. I think that's awesome too. Next, right. Sony showed a, a game... <laughs> I got a great look. Alright, let's go. <laughs> Sony showed a game called Mod... Na oh, God, I hate the name. Mod Nation Racers. And it's basically a kart racing game based around the Olympic Planet idea of making stuff. So you can make your own tracks and then... And your own carts and your own characters. Yes. It looks rad. I think it looks rad, too. That's five oh, minutes. Oh, my fine. gosh. We're doing fine. They also announced uh, Gran Turismo 5, finally. Beep. And it has the NASCAR license and WRC and damage. 
Are you excited, Kelly? I am. Have, you, have, you, have you ever bought a Gran Turismo? I had number two. You had number two back in the day. That's back in the day, because it had the van that hauled more than groceries, and I love that car. <laughs> that was an awesome one. Okay, last little bit of Sony stuff. They showed The Last Guardian, and I almost cried. Oh, my gosh. This is my game. This is me. This is... Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm really excited. This is the this is the game that is uh, uh, part of the Eco and Shadow of the Colossus franchise. Um, it's... I mean, you know, obviously they haven't revealed how it connects to those other games, but I can almost guarantee that it does. Um, it's got really atmospheric uh, visuals. Uh, gameplay looks like it's going to be cross between uh, stealth and maybe a little bit of simple game? combat, kind of an adventure game like the other two. Um, puzzling, you know. And you have this giant creature. That called... looks like a luck dragon. It does look like a luck dragon, except it's a little bit more like a puppy, and it looks like it has been absolutely... Abused. Abused by arrows and had its wings clipped and... Oh, it looks so good. It'll yeah, probably it was, make you cry. It, the, the trailer they showed had the uh, theme from Miller's Crossing playing during It's like the best song ever and it was just moody and half the audience was tearing up. It's good stuff. Uh, God of War 3 comes out next spring. Kelly, yay or nay? Yay. How much do you love God of War? Uh, a little bit. You're not, you're not like a super fan? I'm not a super fan, but I really enjoy the game, so... I'll, I'll, How do you feel I'll about them it. making it even gorier than the last one? Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of numb to the gore now. I mean, I played Prototype, and it doesn't get any gorier than that, period. Right. I mean, the, the point of Prototype is gore. How much more gory is Prototype than Wolverine? <sighs> well, it doesn't have your character have it with his ribs exposed, but you expose everything else's ribs. And you consume things by, like, basically shooting your intestines out of your body and you know, absorbing them outside of you, and it's really gross and, and awesome. Okay, so. almost done. Uh, Assassin's Creed 2. How excited are you, Kelly? I am super excited. I loved Assassin's Creed 1, and I think this game is even better. Melissa, how do you feel about Assassin's Creed 2? It's set in the Renaissance. I think it's going to be pretty. Leonardo da Vinci oh, makes yeah. you stuff. Leonardo da Vinci makes you stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, if I get... had any skill at video games, I might consider playing. Yeah, you get to use his <laughs> flying machine, and apparently this is a young Leo da Vinci, so... Yeah, like Wait, which is what we're gonna call him, Leo Da Vinci. We'll just call him Leo. Yeah, I think that works. All right, almost done. The last main topic was motion controllers because Sony and Microsoft both unveiled theirs. Uh, Melissa's making a face because she does not like motion controllers. Why not? I I have my doubts about their consistency. I think is what it is. I don't believe that they're going to capture all of my motions exactly as I intend them, or my motions are going to suck. And so my character's going to suck, and so I'm going to be even worse at video games than I already am with buttons that, you know, cause me to do things with some sort of, you know, skill precision. and precision. Yeah. yeah. So Sony's thing, for people that don't know, is basically like the Wiimote. It's just way more precise. So it's, you know, something that we've had before. It's something you hold. It's something you move. Uh, Microsoft unveiled one called Natal, which is a camera-based system that you don't need to control... I mean, you control with your hands or your feet or your head. You don't actually hold or touch anything. Would that appeal to you more? I don't think it's going to be sensitive enough. Or the... The, I mean, the tech demo video thing that they showed in the conference has this family playing a driving game. And so you see <laughs> the daughter sitting on the couch and she's steering with the steering wheel. And that I can buy because, I mean, there's already some technology out there that will do similar things. But the dress swap? Well, no, no, no. That's not <laughs> the one. It's while they're still driving. I'm, I'm okay with her steering, just holding her hands out in the air and steering that. I, I can buy. But... 
how does the camera know how much she's pushing on the gas? How much, I mean, does she have to be really specific with how much she moves her foot? How does the camera know the difference between a brake pedal and a clutch pedal? I mean, how does the camera know all of those things in a way that's going to make a racing game even remotely possible with this thing? I it just don't buy it. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. It, it doesn't feel seem interesting. I don't know a lot of video game players who are even fit enough to hold their arms out for five <laughs> minutes Yeah, to, I mean, nobody to can do play that. Mario Kart for more than a couple rounds because you get tired of holding the steering wheel. Yeah. Well, we could call it right there. And actually make it with their time because we probably have. Did we get number ten in? Yeah, we got. I mean, we got it all. Okay, but I want it to beep to show how close we were. Perfectly. So talk about something for the next um, ten seconds. What else was I really excited Maybe about? Not ten. Any other games I didn't mention? Um, Yay! Oh darn it! Okay, so I wanted to touch on that the, the Natal thing for a second. Uh, Peter, but I thought that just beeped. We're not. Well, this was it. something different. Okay. Peter Molyneux comes out and he shows this game <laughs> or, or like Molyneux. tech demo called Milo. It's a little British boy that this woman talks to, and it's like some weird fourth-dimensional sci-fi garbage. Um, but it got everybody's attention because it had this weird like interplay between virtual and real. And I think a lot of like lonely, sad people got really excited about the potential to have like a friend. Like you'd come home from work, and it would be like, you know, you look sad. How was your day? And it's like a, a dog. You don't have to feed. When I was in middle school, we had those Tamagotchi things. Yeah. We all played with our virtual pets on these little devices we carried around in our pockets, and they would beep every few hours, and you'd push the button and feed it. So do you think this could be a, a successful and... thing if it works out? I think that middle school kids are going to love it, and they're going to spend all their time with Milo and not any time with each other. And it's... Yeah. It's and going to be just as irritating for grown-ups. Little girls are going to have, like, crushes on Milo. Oh, and... oh yeah. Gosh, they're going to think they have some relationship with this machine. And, uh, also, the fact that it's being presented by Molino, the guy is notorious. He's an overpromising. Notorious for overpromising on everything. He overpromised on Fable 1, Fable 2, the black and white games, the that movie... Uh, what was that Hollywood game he yeah, made? Yeah, I can't remember the name. Every single time he makes something, he super over pitches it, and they never ever deliver on. So you don't think Milo's going to work out? That I way? don't think Milo knows even what he claims it is at this point. I think he's he thinks he's blowing it out of the water. He claimed that it's going to get him on the cover of like a science journal. Really, like <laughs> that's what he said. Not buying it. Uh, we'll we'll see. I'll let you guys into my deep sad little world. I kind of want to play with Milo. Because I want to be mean to him. <laughs> I want to make him cry. I want to see if it's possible to, like, physically harm him. Like, I, w I want to, like, come home and, like, vent on Milo. I don't want to come home and be like, hey, cheer me up. I want to tell him that he's a fake little virtual boy and that he should jump in the lake and die. And, like, <laughs> I want to see how deep you can push it that way. And I doubt that they'll give it that kind of flexibility. Melissa is rethinking <laughs> your relationship. <laughs> He annoys me. That little, like, smart-alecky Britishness just, like, rubbed me so wrong in the demo. Melissa does not like that. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Melissa. My girlfriend does not like me anymore. <laughs> Kelly, what about you? I mean... What? Are you going to be okay if it's all a positive experience? Or do you want it to If I that? can turn Milo into Myla, and she's 27 and naked... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, in black and white and in Fable games, you had good and evil, you had morality, you had choice, you had freedom. Like, for, for Molyneux to go back on that now seems strange when he finally is at the cusp of something great. Don't you think there's got to be the potential to hurt his feelings at the minimum? Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, if, if, yeah, yeah. 
That's all I got to say. Melissa, you'd be nice to him? Well, okay, here's my issue with making it so that you can be mean to him. We remember who the target audience for this is probably going to be. It's not going to be guys in their 20s. I mean, theoretically, if you were, you know, in some sort of normal progression of development, by the time you're in your 20s, you you should be able to meet real people yeah. and interact with them in some fashion that's appropriate. And so this is this is going to be popular amongst adolescents, and I don't know that it's healthy to produce a virtual character that you can abuse, which is what you're describing. I mean, yeah. So allowing adolescents <clears throat> to practice abuse with no consequence. Oh. This is something that uh, Lionhead is notorious for, though. Um, Fable 2 has the dog, which is a character that follows you through the entire game, and you can choose to abuse the dog and make it an evil, mangy, angry creature, um, or you can, you know, treat it nicely and it'll be a puppy that runs around and helps you out. And, um, but I mean, there is then, a, a, there is a consequence in right. that, so it's not right. totally without consequence, whereas I think having direct interaction with the character... Because with Fable, there's still that impartiality of I'm controlling a character who's interacting with the dog, sure. not I'm actually well, the well, one interacting well, with actually, the dog. I mean, f- further back, though, if you look at the black and white franchise, you are the, the god character in the and game. You had... You're just a hand on the screen, mm-hmm. and you have a creature that you are raising to either be good or evil. And you can teach it to abuse villagers, you can teach it to, you can abuse it, you can beat it. Um, yeah, you, I mean, my character was the most evil. Like, it never moved off the peg of most evil possible in the black and white game. Yeah. And like, so it had that kind of flexibility and freedom. I'm just, I mean, I guess the penalty if, if you're abusing Milo is that he just will always run, will never talk to you, will always be distant, and then you just spent $60 of money that is now down then the Then you have to reset your think, game. I still think there's a big difference, though, in creating a, yeah. I, 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 a human avatar that you are directly interacting with as a person. I mean, not to discount animal abuse as it being right. in any way acceptable, but there is, I mean, there's a line. There's a difference between black and white and making your creature evil and going home and <laughs> trying to convince a virtual <laughs> child to drown himself. I mean, there... Do you think Milo will grow horns? It'd be amazing. It's just like <laughs> all the other black and white or, you know, table games. It'll become, his clothes will become tattered and he'll set the house in the uh, background on fire. My, my lion in that game always had like open scabs and like he was bloody and mangy and evil and bangy and red eyed and awesome. Have I ever played my lion and would have had like bows? <laughs> yeah, you would have been buying it the toys and stuff. Yeah. Awesome. I always wanted Amy to buy the toys when she was playing. All right, so we are going to wrap it up with the question of the week, um, which was basically, which personally, with us, which game of E3 are you most excited to play? Like, if you could have one delivered to your front doorstep tomorrow, fully done via time machine, what would that game be? We didn't talk about Heavy Rain. Wasn't in the press conferences. What? They completely skipped. They showed... They did. Man, screw you, Quantic Dream. You guys suck. Right. <laughs> Whatever. It'll be there, I think, for GamesCon, which is the European show in August or September. All right. Whatever. So, I, I just think they wanted to like avoid all of the big hype of Last Guardian and God of War and have their own kind of focus. I think it was a strategic decision. Uh, okay, my choice then is The Last Guardian. I want that That's game. What you want I want tomorrow. it now. I want it tomorrow in my hands. Me next? But I'm going to steal yours or you're going to steal mine. <laughs> I'm sure you won't. Okay. I really, 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 really want Uncharted 2. <laughs> like, I am so excited to see where that game goes. Even, I love... Even more than Gran Turismo 5? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. You need All to right. finish that game. Like, it, 
it's its characters are so well developed and likable that they would be good in a good movie. Good. I mean, like they That's true. they Nathan transcend Drake video games character. in a way that I haven't seen before. Like, and they're good enough, and the modeling in the the game is good looking you enough that you like can identify. Well, and you can I I mean you can identify the brand of clothing and yeah. some of the clothing that people wear. Not because it's like got a big Nike swoosh on it, but like. You look at Elena's sandals, and you can tell what brand of shoes she's wearing just by the silhouette of the sandals. They're she Keens, did. by the she way. She did, yeah. Like she, we were playing, they're she's Keens like, those sandals. are Keens. My mom has them like that. Yeah. But anyway, like that game has such good character development and writing that I just can't wait to see what they do with the sequel. I mean, it's going to have all sorts of like relational tension, and oh, it's going to look so pretty. And I'm just, I want it <laughs> right now. So, Melissa? So, my issue is that I don't have enough skill to play any of the games that look really cool. Like, I, I would just fail, and I would fail so badly so quickly that I would give up, and it would be a complete waste of money for me to buy any of these things for myself. If I did get one of these games, though, I think the one on the list we talked about today that I would want would be probably Mass Effect, because it's Whoa. the closest <coughs> to something that... I mean, That I, came out of nowhere. Well, okay, I can't... The problem with Mass Effect 1 is I can't play the battle sequences. Like, I can't do it. However, it's, you know, a lot of open exploration, it's a lot of interaction, it's got kind of an RPG feel without it being the tedious, you know, over-text-heavy, you know, monotony of village to village to village to quest to quest to quest. You know, it's, it's a lot more open. You've got quests, and if you want to accomplish them, you can. You can also just wander around, looking at stuff, talking to people, doing your thing. I, I can't fight, so there's no point in me purchasing the game, because I'll <laughs> never, ever be able to beat it. But I think that something big and open like that would be the closest I could come to something I could actually appreciate. Not Scribblenauts? Not Scribblenauts, because I, I just don't buy that it doesn't have spelling issues. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have spelling issues. Plus, so. I'm also pretty well convinced that the DS would be a bad choice for me, because a lot of the games come off as being very right-handed. Ah. And I would really struggle on the DS when I... I mean, Scribblenauts might work for me because it looks like you can play that it's one like either hand. It's like a pretty keyboard, it looks like. Yeah, yeah it looks like you could do okay. <clears throat> but with the some of the other games on the system, there's no point in me buying a DS just for Scribblenauts if there's so many other games that you have to play right-handed, and I can't. Fair enough. So, so I've seen a number of games where you turn it sideways and hold it like a book, Kelly. And you, right. And I think the orientation would be screwed up for me. The game would be upside down. That's really interesting. I wonder if that... Hmm. You have a DS, right? Yep. You should practice. I don't know of a lot of games that I've seen that problem with. I know a lot of like games. Like book format? Or... Uh, there are a few that I've seen, um, but those generally you can just control it with just the stylus. Once you open it, the stylus only. <clears throat> yeah, so it doesn't actually matter which hand you're okay. holding it with. Um, as far as games that <clears throat> do require it, like uh, the one that's coming to mind is The World Ends With You. It's a Square Enix game. And you use the stylus in one hand, and you push buttons with the... Well, I, you know, I, I push buttons with the left hand and use the stylus with the right because I'm yeah. right-handed. Yeah. But you do have the option to push the buttons on the right side, which actually do line up with the directional pad on the left um, to control the second character. And so it, it, technically you can do it with both hands. I don't, I'm, I'm sure there are games that have that problem, but I don't know of a lot of them. Plus, I'm very left-handed. I mean, I, I actually struggle quite a bit with even the PS3 controller, which is fairly symmetrical as well, when it's very right-hand heavy and I'm pushing a lot of face buttons with my right hand much, much slower than I am moving the stick or using the D-pad with my left hand. Luca probably has never noticed this when no, we're playing. I, I can tell sometimes, and I, I'm just a lot slower with the reflexes in my right hand. Weird. You're both left-handed, left aren't you? 
She's way more than I am. I'm very left-handed. I'm you guys are going to have freakish left-handed babies, and I'm going to spite them. Let's see what happens with that. Um, just, as so, long as they're not redheads, we'll be fine. Oh, God, I agree. <laughs> um, so, question of the week for all of you is what game from E3 were you most excited in, and what would you like to have on your doorstep? And next week, or no, whenever we meet again, I will be in school. Ooh. I start on Monday. So. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay, like, you can keep uh, Red Faction until then. Really? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so by then, you'll hear all about Red Faction and how much I hate calculus. Oh, wait, no, I'm not taking calculus yet. Boom! Headshot. I'm happy. <laughs> that is like this like ever-present evil dark cloud of doom on my horizon that I'm trying to avoid, but I can't. So anyway, by next time, I'll be in school. If anyone has any calculus via hypnosis tapes to yes. send Luke. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> send them this way and we'll get him hooked up. Any last thoughts? No? Um, I'm thinking that's a no. <laughs> Yep. All right, so that brings us to a close. We'll catch you again whenever we do this. Later. I wanted to switch gears a little bit. Tom Mabe was our guest last week. We've yes, a lot, he was. a lot of requests for this. He has a little stunt that he does. He leaves a tape recorder by his phone, and when the phone rings, he hits the button. And if it's a telemarketer, he records the call. Puts him on a little bit. And I'll, I thought we'd give this one a listen. Hello? Were you a friend of his? No, I'm not. I'm just calling to... Uh, hold, 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 hold that thought. Hold on one second, all right? Hold. Hey, guys, get really good pictures of the body. Yeah, and dust everything down for prints. <laughs> Thank you there? Yeah. <laughs> Let me bring you up to speed. You've actually called a murder scene. Uh, Mr. Mabe is no longer with us. I'm Officer Clark. I'm, I'm conducting a homicide investigation. Uh, I want to ask you a series of questions. Uh, first of all, what was the nature of the business you had with uh, Tom Mabe? I... Uh, I had no business with him. I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. No, no, hey, hold on. Look, I want to ask you to stay on the phone. This call's already been traced, and we may need you to come in for further questioning. <laughs> you don't understand. I'm just calling. I'm... No, no, look, you don't understand. Unless you want to be charged with obstruction of justice, it's imperative you keep your ass on the phone, Mike. <laughs> well, I'd like you to talk with my supervisor. Then. No, 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 look, look, look. We'll get your supervisor in a second here. First of all, give, give me your whereabouts. I'm at work. You're at work? Yes. You being a smart ass? No, sir. Let me put it to you this way, Mike. Say, say I want to mail your ass a letter. What would I have to write on the outside of the envelope to ensure the mailman would deliver it right to your ass? Geographically speaking, Mike, where is work? 40 West Wilton, Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, now, hold on. That's four, four. Yes, sir. Mike, hold, hold on one second, all right? Yes, sir.
question or nothing, but were you his gay lover? <laughs> what? No. What, what the hell? Kind of a quick look, 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 look. If gay is your way, that's okay. I still know there's a lot of you gay people in that closet. Not saying I haven't thought about myself. You know? Say I was in Las Vegas or something, by a couple of drinks. Cute little Mexican midget. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs>